All right, we are starting a new year, a new semester, and a brand new Talking with Friends podcast. Hope everybody has had a happy new year, a happy holiday season. It's good to be back on campus. I am Sports Commission Director Levi Converse, and alongside me, as always, getting her a drink of her Dr. Pepper her McDonald's, yes. is my assistant SID, Morgan Raspberry. Morgan, how's it going? Oh, it's going, you know, I mean... Kind of excited, but also not too excited that school's starting back up next week. But um, at the same time, it's a huge blessing that we're starting to figure out different things due to the whole COVID guidelines and everything, and that this semester is hopefully going to be better than last semester for all of us on campus and sports-wise as well. So kind of excited about how this year is going to go. Yeah, yeah. You're getting ready to jump back into some volleyball here pretty soon. I am. You're excited. You've been... you're ready to go. I've been out since August, yep, and yep. it's going to be nice to finally get back out on the court. Still not fully released, but it's still going to be nice to get back out on the court and at least do something yep, again. Yep. Every step is progress. So, yes. And you'd rather be making progress than regressing. So That's true, because for a sec I thought I was going to have to go backwards. But. Yep, yep. Nope, it's all forward from here, right? Yes, uh, all forward from here, though. Yep, yep, for sure. All right, we got sports back on campus here. Now, starting back as we start this new semester, women's basketball is in action. Wednesday night, they fell to a really, really good McPherson team, 78-60. to 60. And, uh, Brittany Roberts with an amazing performance from McPherson. If you didn't see the stats or watch the game, 25 um, rebounds, uh, 21 points. Uh, just really, really good team, well-coached team. Tomorrow, the women's basketball Fal- Falcons are back in action at home against Bethel College. Tip-off is at 1 o'clock. As everybody knows, no fans are allowed at this time due to the county restrictions. Yep. But uh, you can watch it all live on our um, live stream portal.stretchinternet.com slash friends. Tip off is at 1 o'clock p.m. We will be bringing it to you and we'll be covering it for you. So hope you tune in there. And then Monday night, women's basketball is right back at home again. They're making up a couple games, mm-hmm. a couple postponements from last semester. They'll be hosting Southwestern College. Friday night tip off for that is at 6 p.m. So that will also um, lead into the men's basketball fa- Falcons return to the court Wednesday yeah. night. We'll have a double header, KCAC double header, with Bethany College here. Tip offs is at 6 p.m. and then 8 p.m. for the guys. So mm-hmm. a lot of home games coming up. A couple makeups mixed in there along with the regular season schedule. We're happy mm-hmm. games are going on though. We're happy we're back. And we hope everything is able to be played as scheduled. So, yeah, a lot of basketball coming up right here. Yep. Uh, I also know that baseball and softball, they're starting to get back into action all over again. I want to say they began practicing this week, but I could be so wrong. I know for a fact they're starting next week if it's not this week. But uh, So I know that... All of them are extremely excited about that. I've talked to one of the softball girls here recently, and they, they're excited about it. And I'm excited for them because, I mean, hopefully they can actually continue this year and mm-hmm. be able to play the whole entire year, unlike last year, sadly. But And same with baseball. I'm sure they're super thrilled as well, uh, getting to finally get back out on the field and start making some things happen for them. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it's already been a weird and a different season. It was a different fall semester as well. Um, it's carried right over into basketball. Mm-hmm. But if you think it's been different before, so far, you've not seen anything yet. Yeah. We are. It's going to be the, the spring semester that we're currently in is going to be as different as any of us has ever been in 
We're going to have football going on in March. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have volleyball going on about the same time. We're going to have a few soccer matches mixed in. And uh, in track addition and to our normal baseball and softball schedule with yeah. track and field. So, and um, golf still going on, golf, too. Women's golf will be going on. We added men's golf for next year. That will take effect yeah. next year. Women's golf will be going on as well. Men's, women's tennis. So you, every <sighs> sport in the spring, just about every sport, that can be played on campus is going to be played in the spring. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be a very interesting that is a, and busy time for probably yeah, all of us. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's super exciting. I'm just glad that we're able to do it. It'll be a struggle at times, but, I mean, we we got plenty of people to help out to make sure that this happens yep. accordingly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you're one of them. So. Uh, ish. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting ride. You, you get to be one of them. You'll be putting all the skills you've learned so far into practice for the yeah. spring. So it'll be all right. We'll get it done. Shoot. I'm just nervous that I'm going to have a volleyball game away while we're having a baseball or softball game at home. So then I really can't do anything. Or we might have both. And then maybe on top of that, like basketball or some crap like that. I don't know. You never know what's going to happen right now. Yeah. So this is going to be very interesting. Yeah, no, no need to put any more fear in, into me or anyone else if I already, <laughs> that's already there. So we're we're trying to be positive. But we're trying to, yeah, we're we're it'll be fun. It'll be exciting. It's going to be different for us. So oh yeah, lot to look forward to. Lot happening. Um, we'll we'll get it we'll get it going and um, just like we've done everything, we'll get through all of it together and it's going to be an exciting time and um, it'll it'll be unique. We'll be talking about this it'll year for a long unique. time in the future. This year. This whole school year is going to be talked about, you know, and it's going down in the history books. I believe so, yeah. It's going down so in the history books, on. for sure. So, big news on campus yesterday. Head coach Del Faber stepping down officially at the end of last, at the end of this year. He's retiring from coaching. Um, he's going to be transitioning into a fundraising role. And it's just got a lot of, uh, it's been very evident after we announced this that um, just how recognized the, and how popular, just how many people um, Coach Faber has, has really impacted here in, mm -hmm. his, in his time in Wichita. He's, he's a Wichita hometown um, coach. He likes, he talked like he likes staying here it, throughout his whole career in the, in the area. He coached Bishop Carroll um, before, he, before he coached here. And he also had an assistant, a tenure as an assistant coach at Wichita State. And he's, he's wrapping up his coach career effectively at the end of the season. He's still coaching the rest of the year, then he's retiring. And he's, uh, you know, he got a lot of recognition yesterday from a lot of people, a lot of former players, former coaches that started under him. And mm -hmm. uh, he's, uh, he's, he's been fun to watch. He's, he's definitely going to be, going to be missed. That's the big news. Head coach Del Faber. It's, it's all over social media, all over the news, the media that he will be stepping down. We announced yesterday. So kind of bittersweet. We're going to miss him coaching, but we're also happy he's staying with the department. Yeah. And he's going to help with fundraising. He's. You know, he'll have a lot of success there too. So that's that's a lot of big news here on campus as we start this semester out. For sure. So yeah. So <laughs> moving on again tomorrow tip off one o'clock p.m. Bethel College will be here. Tune in. Women's basketball Falcons hosting Bethel College. No fans allowed, but you can watch online portal.stretchinternet.com/friends. So that's our campus stuff going on right now. How's your new year going? Morgan? I mean, how's this? I mean, semester starts next week, so how's everything going on your end? I mean, for me personally, I think that 
So far, I know it's still pretty early and I don't want to jinx anything, but it's so far been a fairly decent year for me. I know it, it once again, still early though, <laughs> you never know. Uh, thank you, Scott, for knocking on wood for me. <laughs> um, but uh, so far, it hasn't been too horrible. I mean, I got released to finally start practicing again. Uh, not fully, but I was a I'm able to start hitting and doing all different kinds of stuff again. So I'm really, really excited about that, uh, which has been good for me. Uh, finally getting back into a uh, routine again, because trust me, it's been like days I've just laid around in bed because I didn't have a routine and I didn't really want to do anything. So we just never did. And it's been kind of boring and awful. It feels like we've just been quarantined all over again. But um, so uh, it's starting to get back into a routine as we started to like at, actually at start of like New Year's Day, like we started mm -hmm. getting back into a routine and that was really nice to do. So, I mean, it hasn't been too horrible yet. I mean, personally wise, yeah, it hasn't been too horrible. <laughs> Uh, hey, we're gonna cling to that. Not too horrible. That's not that, that's too gonna be horrible. That, that and for some people in 2020, that's actually a really good start. I to, know, right? The 2021 is not too horrible. No. It has not been yeah. extremely horrible. That's it your motto. Been Just ideal, keep it not but too horrible. It's not been yeah. terrible. So. Just let, let that be your motto. Not yeah. too horrible. Well, I mean, You're if you think about it, though, like at the beginning of even last year, like at the beginning of 2020, like everybody was probably like, okay. It's not too bad, right? And then all of a sudden, bam! So now I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna stick with it. it's not too horrible. So yeah, yeah that's, that's what we're gonna go with. That's yeah. what we're gonna go with. What we talked about as a new, as we start the new year, new semester, we talked about kind of going over some of the good moments um, that we had on campus last uh, year for the whole year. Yeah. And if anyone out there has any other moments that we don't get to, I'm sure we won't get to all of them. But use hashtag talking with friends, and we'd love to discuss that as well yeah um but obviously we, we just hit on it but a big moment just to start the year is that head coach Del Faber stepping down um that that's a big he's been here his 18th season now mm -hmm. um he's kind of been a staple here so that, that's a big thing to start off this semester um and we also the addition of the of the wins and women's wrestling programs and the restart of the men's golf program has really gave a jolt to campus yeah um it really blew up on social media both uh, um, sports and getting announced people's excited about it mm -hmm. and you know people like new things coming kind of change coming mm -hmm. like that that's something to kind of look forward to next year yeah and that was kind of a like that was kind of like a highlight to 2020 as well because it started to kind of like be a transition into okay we have something positive going into the brand new year and it's like a whole new beginning for just so much chaos if you want to say in a way uh going on in the previous year so now we have something to officially look forward to and it's it's nice here on campus because uh, that actually gets a lot of the students excited as well because it's something more because we all like to support each other we really do so this is just another thing that we're able to support each other in and it's it's just really going to be a huge change coming into the brand new year even though i think they're starting in fall is when that's all going to happen, right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. that's something that a lot of people can yeah, look forward to. Yeah, it starts next year. Yeah, it's yeah. starting next year. Um, another big moment for me in our administration was Rob getting named the KCAC Athletic Director of the Year. Yeah. Um, I love putting that release together. 
covering that. Uh, um, Rob's just done a fantastic job for all of us, for the entire department, especially leading through this, uh, you know, troubled water, strange time that we're in. But, you know, he's been phenomenal before that, and I'm really, really happy for him. There's no one more deserving than that. And he's, his vision for this department and this university is just really, really good and just, just continues to get better. So I think that was a big moment for all of us, a big moment yeah. for me. Um, and then, you know, it's not necessarily a great moment, but it has to be a historical moment with when, when COVID shut things down. Because we were talking about it in March, we were, you and I were right in the middle of this when oh, yeah. it happened. I mean, it was like on a Wednesday night, we, we had just started, we had just started getting ready to move our Pixlot live stream to baseball. And that's what had wrapped up. We were doing all different and kinds of things, like just kind of like moving on. Yeah, you know, we, like had, we had completed the softball <laughs> tournament. You worked, you worked there. Yep. And we was getting ready to move um, the live stream to baseball. And it was on a Wednesday evening. We used in my office. We talked about it. We showed. We looked at it. We just discussed how we was going to do it. And yep. Wednesday night, COVID was just kind of a an afterthought. We didn't even. I think yeah. we talked about it. We didn't even really think about it. And and then, but. It, from Wednesday night and then Friday morning here in my office and we were po in the middle of postponing the season. Yeah. Postponing the season. That's how quick it went from Wednesday night to Friday. It went from an afterthought to Friday morning. Everything is suspended. Yep. And that's how quick things went down. I mean, it was it was just it crazy. Was, it's unprecedented. We've never had it before. It was just day and night difference, you know, and <laughs> that I know that put a lot of bummer to a whole lot of people especially on campus and yeah that I couldn't tell you how many athletes were upset about all of this happening and none of us wanted to move to online courses because who really and truly wants to actually do that you know whenever you just went on to in person and then straight up online it's it's a huge transition it, it doesn't seem like it would be but it, it's a pretty big transition and you, a lot of people didn't like it but um a positive to that is that a lot of people got used to it in the fall so like this past semester it it was kind of a blessing in disguise because we were still able to connect with each other and still yeah. have somewhat of an in-person touch, but it, it was still different, so I'm kind of glad that we were able to hopefully move on from that and stick to in-person. But, yeah, no, that huge difference, that was, that's literally like just being thrown a major curveball that uh -huh. you were not expecting. And it came out of nowhere. It just happened it so fast. I mean, we went from zero to 150. Yeah overnight um that wednesday night when i got home when we talked wednesday yeah it happened wednesday night and the nba suspended their season that night yeah because i went and got something at walmart and the thunder were going to tip off against the utah jazz i was getting ready for the playoff push and i was getting ready to watch the game and i had heard rudy, rudy gobert was had an illness mm -hmm. that day of the center for the utah jazz he had an illness and uh, my first thought there, and I wasn't—I mean, some people was teasing, like, "Oh, I bet you it's—it's it's Corona. I bet you it's coronavirus," and no one knew for yeah. sure. And I'm thinking, you know, okay, well, if he's going to be out, then that enhances yeah. the Thunder's chances of winning. And it was a play at the Thunder in the playoffs, so I'm thinking, okay, that's, you know, it's a big game. If they won that game, they'd have been the fourth seed in the West. They moved into the fourth spot, yeah. and I, I'm thinking, okay, well, that may give the Thunder a little bit of advantage. Hope he's, you know, it's nothing too bad. Well, I get home, and they just supposedly would have tipped off. 
and I get a notification that the game had been delayed. Yeah. And no one knew for sure what was going on then. You know, when your game's delayed, you're thinking something bad's happened. Like, yeah. I remember in 02, um, I was a, kind of a kid, but I remember in 02, Cardinal, in baseball, the St. Louis Cardinals game was delayed against the Chicago Cubs, and we didn't know what, what it was. It was delayed, no one knew. And I didn't think anything about it at the time. Well, then I, the next thing I hear is that Cardinal pitcher Daryl Carl was found dead in a hotel room. Oh. It was just a tragedy. Wow. And so now, every time a game's delayed without warning, like it's not weather-related, you're thinking the worst. You're yeah. thinking, okay, something bad's happened. Well, then it goes on about an hour, and they come out and announce the game is postponed. Yeah. And again, no one really knew what was going on. The, you know, the players were the players were literally at center court ready to tip off. They were on the court ready to tip off, and a medical trainer uh, or with the with the Thunder comes running out, and it gets the players off the court. Mm-hmm. And it waits on for a while longer, and they wind up dele- postponing it. And then it comes out Rudy Gobert has the coronavirus. Uh. And and then it comes out that uh, I mean it's not an hour later that I, you get a tweet from Woj a Woj bomb if you know the NBA everyone knows what a Woj bomb is um, yeah. the NBA has suspended its season and there's a, as a highlight where Mark Cuban at the game at the Mavericks game he looks at his phone I was watching that yeah I was he, watching it on TV yeah <laughs> that uh, that's Scott our GA my GASID here he's he's here with us yeah it's <laughs> We were watching, and, and he look, he finds out with everybody else. And he like he's like, wow, Woj tweets the NBA suspended its season, and the 9:30 game on ESPN was getting ready to start, and they they come on the court. I mean, they they were on the court one up, and then they get called off, and the NBA suspended its season completely. That's how quick it happened Wednesday night. Yeah. It was the it it's something that we are going to talk about for. Ever, as long as we're on Earth, I'm serious. That is the most crazy yeah. thing that happened. The, I, I just love how it went from kind of being like not necessarily a joke because we knew it was serious, but like at least over here in the United States, we never thought, okay, like it's not that big of a deal until it officially hit yeah. <laughs> everywhere yeah. here. But um, I love how it did kind of go to like a joke at first. It was kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, COVID. Yeah. yeah, you know, like air quote COVID. But and then all of a sudden, yeah. it's like, oh, this is like really yeah. hardcore affecting everything yeah. right yeah. now. And so, yeah, like I said, it it was a huge curveball that no one expected really to happen. It was, it was, and, it was, yeah. it was crazy. And it's something that we're always going to remember. It's a flashpoint in time. It's what it is. It's a flashpoint in time. Oh yeah. And like I said, we're going over the moments of the year here. And it's not that it's a good thing, but it's a historical moment. Yeah. And when we postponed the sports here, um, everybody kind of knew it was coming. Yeah. And you were in my office right as the NAI broke it, basically, and I had to break on our end. You had to be right in the middle of it. And like I said, we were right in the middle of it from, from, from the start. Yeah, I was one of the um, first few people to hear about you're it. You probably the first for me. You are the yeah. first for me because I hadn't even posted it yet. Yeah, it was, it's and, just because I was there. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Um, I'm starting to post it, and I'm seeing the, the, the tweets from our players, and yeah. um, he, you know, the, the, the baseball and softball players are just heartbroken, and this is going oh, on. Because yeah. we suspended it, but we all kind of had a bad feeling it was not going to be restarted. Uh, even though we didn't officially announce that at the end to start with, but we kind of did it was inevitable. And, uh, and I, it, I it also was, remember us talking about how, like, oh, no, we don't think that we're going to, like, officially, like, 
cancel everything. Like, I remember, like, we had a feeling about it, but at mm-hmm. the same time, it was, like, we had a discussion. It was, I think it was right before it officially got suspended. Yeah. That we were talking about how that, no, we don't think it's really going to affect us that much. Because at least in Kansas, we didn't have any cases at the time, I think. No, we hadn't. When we postponed it, we yeah. hadn't because we was in a chapel. And this is another weird thing, too. We was in the chapel um, getting briefed on everything the day before we officially postponed it. And um, we hadn't had any case. You're right. We didn't have any case here in Wichita. And I don't believe in Kansas at all. I know we didn't have it in Wichita. Yeah. And um, I'm pretty sure we didn't. And, but we, we knew it was going to probably be postponed. And I'm following a Big East game. It was St. John's and Creighton. Um, and we talked about this, Scott, earlier this week, didn't we? You were doing the same thing <laughs> I was we doing. We were watching it on, yeah. on a laptop. I was on my phone following it. And, uh, and um, because for some reason I knew that maybe the last game in a long time we actually get to follow. As soon as they tipped that off, we we said that that was probably the last game of the yep. year. Or something. Yep. Yeah. So we had the we had the you know I had to follow it just just to just to get something of a game you know just, yeah because yeah, I remember the night before that softball was actually playing on Wednesday night when everything broke or actually it was on Thursday when everything broke it was on Thursday it was a tournament at McPherson mm-hmm. and. And I got the results and stuff. And that night, um, I wrote my recap. And and I I took a long time writing that thing, a long time. Not like not like I usually do. Like usually I'll take time and you know detail it out a little bit. But um, that time, because I just knew this was the last time I get to write about a game for who knows when. So I'm gonna kind of I'm not gonna rush it. I'm not gonna I'm just gonna enjoy it. Just gonna sit back, relax. And I did. And sure enough, that was the last game we had here until. August, until the fall, until the fall. We started in the fall. So we knew it. We knew it was coming. It was crazy stuff. Yeah, that was was just an all-around depressing time in history when all sports got basically canceled and postponed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, even if you're not a huge sports fan... Like you still could, you couldn't even go to the movie theater to even watch a movie at the time. You couldn't leave your house hardly. So I know that entertainment is huge with like me and my family because I don't know what I would do if I didn't have music or had sports or had movies or something to watch. But if you're just constantly rewatching, 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 it gets boring after a while. Uh-huh. So not having. Like, at least a, a game on the TV that you know is different, you know yeah. is new. It was really, really hard, and I'm sure it was hard for a lot of people because there was no new entertainment anywhere. There was no new anything. And, yeah, I, I would say that was a very just all-around depressing time the first few months. Yeah, yeah, and then kind of extending that. Um, when we come back in the fall... Um, well, well, for me, a big moment was they even come back to my office and yeah. in the May, first part of June. Um, that was kind of a big thing. We was, we was home for two months. Mm-hmm. And then we come back um, in the fall. We, we, we knew sports was coming back, so it was kind of an exciting time. We did a Return to Friends series. Scott helped me with it. Um, it was kind of like, when we was doing that, it was kind of like the dawning of a new era, a new season now. And it, and it was. It was. Now, anyone that followed anything knows that that was not the end of the craziness. It was only the beginning of it. Um, and we're not, we don't know when the craziness is going to end. We're still in the middle of that. But at least, you know, we had some sense of normalcy back, and we still have that. And I don't, I, you know, you have to knock on whatever thing you say these days. You just, yeah. you just, it could change by minute. But 
we're continuing to progress with our sports. We're continuing to progress with on with in person class. I think that's big yeah. for everybody. That's huge. Um, that's what we talked really about with is. President Kerry on our on our Christmas episode is how big it is for the students, yeah. um, for their mental health to to be able to be in person. So we've we've come a long ways. We've worked hard. We've made a lot of strides. Uh, you know, we're nowhere near the strange, nowhere near the end of the strange times. But um, we just, I think we just got to keep plugging away. Stay optimistic. You know, yes. The way we look at it is just take it, yeah, optimistic, take it day by day, and just keep working together, and we'll we'll, we'll get through it. Just like we did in the fall, we'll, we'll get through in the spring. Oh, yeah. And we're going to thrive. The way I looked at it, too, is we, we're we not going to just survive. We're going to try to thrive, and I think we are. We're, we're doing well. I'm proud of what we've accomplished so far, but we got a lot more to do. Oh, yeah. And that's like anywhere and everywhere, too. I mean, everybody, because even though we're not quite as big of a school as a lot of other schools, but um, we still, I'm just glad that we're in a community where we understand. Do we all like it? No. But we understand what we need to do in order to survive. And I feel like that is officially breeding in other schools as well not that it not that it wasn't at the beginning probably but I mean there's a reason why we didn't have that many cases especially in the fall season you know because we're a community that understands even though it's not ideal it's not normal or anything it's still something that we need to do in order for us to have some sense of normalcy and to just kind of get back into our everyday life that we once had and so it's just been a huge blessing here at friends and all of the administrative um, people and just sports admin people whole nine yards just everybody working together and to keep the students on track as well because I know some that didn't want to <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but um, so it's nice to see that and not saying it's not happening in bigger schools because it is but I feel like it's like worse at bigger schools than it is here and so that's just like a huge kind of blessing into that is that we're able to continue to do that and I feel like we'll start to see even more normalcy in uh, this spring semester it might not be at the beginning obviously but I think about halfway we're gonna start to kind of see a little bit more normal like maybe it's we still have to be distanced but in the classroom if you're in your seat okay you can take your mask off or mm -hmm. it's okay we can be kind of closer to each other and, but you have to keep your mask on like vice versa like either way that works out for a lot of people and then just being able to all come together in the classroom and then all come together and we can have more fans here than what we did in the fall yeah and that yeah. we can we can start kind of seeing like the little steps and I feel like about halfway through this semester we'll start to see a change but a change for progress and just better and so yeah so another reason I'm super blessed to go to a smaller school yeah 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 we can do that kind of stuff and it's okay yeah 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 as far as my department goes I'm very appreciative of, of you and, and Scott who's in here and Melissa who's not here but um, we, we put out a lot of good stuff in a, in a kind of a, a weird season uh, uh, you know it's been flexible hours flexible games flexible everything it's yeah. been you know nothing's been certain but I'm, I'm certainly thankful for, for you two and your hard work to, to help us do what we need to do. And I'm, I'm proud of what we've done, but we got to, you know, we're nowhere near the end of it, but uh, we, we kind of have a path now to where I think we can, we can navigate everything. And, and I think it's, it's going to be good. So, no. oh, yeah.
You want to talk to the NFL playoffs now? No. I guess, you know. <laughs> I'm excited about just yep. one game in general. Yep. That's yep. about it. <laughs> and that game, well. I mean, me, I'm excited for a lot of the games. Don't get me wrong. But let, let me guess. The game you're excited about is not necessarily the one that we've chosen as our game of the week, right? Yes. Is yeah. that correct? Yes. It's Cleveland and Pittsburgh. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm all excited. Right. Let's Elliot. talk about that one first because we always do our game of the week last anyway. Yeah. So, all right. So, Cleveland at Pittsburgh, super wild card week. The NFL calls it super wild card because they added an extra team this year um, due to COVID-19 and everything, the kind of the strangeness of the season. They added one extra team in the playoffs this year in the NFC and the AFC. Whether that sticks for next year or not, I kind of hope it does. I kind of like it. Yeah, but, it's interesting. Um, we'll see. It may stick. They may, it may stay, but they added that this year. Um, so now there's three wild card games Saturday and Sunday. There's a triple hitter Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. So um, the last game of the triple hitter on Sunday night is going to be Cleveland and Pittsburgh. It's a there's no more of a that defines a strange season more than this game does because the Cleveland Browns. There's a reason it's called Super Wild. Yeah, <laughs> the Cleveland. That's exactly right. It's it's accurate. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns will be playing. Without the service of their head coach, Kevin Stefanski, who is a top yeah. coach of the year candidate. The Browns went 11-5 and five this year after 6-10 and 10 this year, or last year. Kevin Stefanski came over. He was the offensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings last year. He came over and has done a marvelous job with Cleveland. First time they've been in the playoffs since 2002. He will not be on the coach this game because <laughs> he has, has tested positive COVID-19. He's doing great. He's, and he's doing fine. Like, but like, he he won't, can't they be won't there. even let him like FaceTime during the game. I like, know. He can't do anything, and I'm kind of upset about that. And but, there was an article on Yahoo last night that I totally agree with uh, uh, that said that they they think they should let him, uh, at, if they're not going to postpone the game and, and play it when he can coach, they need to at least let him virtually coach, which I don't see – I don't see how he would gain any kind of a competitive advantage. Exactly. There's doing not. that. I mean, he's. Uh, if he, anything, it's no more being on the is, sidelines. It, yeah. it, you're going to be at home, so let him coach the game virtually. Yeah. Um, right, but right now he's putting together the game plan and the schemes for a game he will not coach. Yeah. So, so that's just, that's that's how that's, crazy this is. That's a real bummer. But at the same time, like I I agree with the Yahoo page. Not gonna lie, only because I'm like, too. if anything, it only gives like Pittsburgh an advantage. You know, just because they're like, oh, okay, they're not gonna have the head coach there. Cool, we can use that to our advantage. You know, so I'm almost like, okay, are they like wanting the Pittsburgh to win or something? Because I don't know. But at the same time, Pittsburgh been super wishy-washy you don't know what you're going to get from them right now and yeah. in this moment yeah. so i yeah i don't know but i'm super excited for the browns right I now too. i think they've been on the browns all year doing amazing he's doing an amazing job and just I've i think that the they browns officially have like really clicked i'm going with browns just because I think I knew this it. is awesome. I knew it. I've Let's been on the Browns like all year, said, though, with Baker Mayfield. Like, like you said, too, though. Like, they haven't been to the playoffs since 2002. And they finally get to. And it's just so amazing. Like, that's awesome. That's like, you want to talk about an underdog team right now? This is your underdog team right here. Yeah, yeah. And they've proven themselves this whole entire season and this whole entire year that they they they've earned this they deserve it you yeah. know so i'm kind of glad that they did have like the 
one extra team in there because I mean it's giving it's given a whole new light to yeah something that could potentially be a major positive for yeah. other teams in the future. It's been a so. lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun. And the Browns, I've been like I said, I've been on them all year with Baker Mayfield. Oh, yeah. Now being an OU fan, that's part of it. Yes, <laughs> but they have been. I saw a lot of potential. They have been really good. They've been, they've been just all around just really good this year. The best one, well, the best I've running attacks in the that. league with Nick Chubb, the combination of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. Nick Chubb missed several games with injury, but Kareem Hunt filled the role very well. Now they've got them both there for the playoff game. Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr. went out early in the season. Baker Mayfield's actually played better since then. Yeah. Um, without having a true number one wide receiver, he's actually played better. He spread the ball out to Rashard Higgins. Uh, and um, and receivers such as that, Donovan Peoples Jones. Uh, so like, even though like that's kind Jarvis of like Landry, a, no. like that was kind of like a negative thing at the beginning of the year because everybody thought, oh man, okay, that's probably not going to be a good positive thing because I mean, not that Baker Mayfield relied on him by any means, but you you know, like it it was yeah. a negative for probably a lot of Browns fans and especially yeah like in that moment in time. But I mean, Baker Mayfield, he's just. He's just gone all out. He's, he's turned out. Yeah, it's turned out to be actually a positive. Baker Mayfield's yeah. played better since then. It's like he, he feels way more confident because, I mean, he is a thrower, but he's also a runner. He can do different things that you really and truly wouldn't think would come from him because you, know, you don't really see it very often. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, when you have a really good wide receiver, why else would you go to anybody else? But now he doesn't have a choice, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's, it's even better. given him yeah. – it's given him a whole new perspective, I think, and it's given the Browns a whole new perspective. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we have a very good team. Mm-hmm. We just need to trust each other. Yep. And I feel, I feel like they officially trust each other, which yep. is so yep. super amazing to see. You always want to see that on a team. But I don't know. I'm just so happy for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yep. just really yep. am. <laughs> Pittsburgh has been kind of in a lull the last month. They have. They start out 11-0. and And... They got upset the by the Washington game. football team. One game. That one game. Then they lose that, which hurt the Cowboys. Come back to really hurt yeah, the Cowboys. Yeah, it did hurt the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> that really, can hindsight, really come back to hurt them. Well, no one expected <laughs> that to happen if you think about it. We didn't like, know how much at the time, but it did. We might be talking about the Cowboys here in the playoffs if it wasn't for that. But um, come down to one game, and that game turned out to hurt a lot more than what I thought it was going to be. But, um, but it's okay. But, but Pittsburgh lost that game. Then they turn around and lose to the Bengals. Yeah. Not just the Bengals, the Bengals without Joe Burrow. Uh-huh. They lose on the Monday Night Football. Then they lose again. And you're thinking, okay, something, okay, something's not quite right here. They did turn it around against the Annapolis Colts. They win that game. And um, they, they were down 24-7. to And they yeah. come back and win 28-24. So that was a big win for them. Then they lost to the Browns Sunday. They didn't play Ben Roethlisberger a lot of the starters. So yeah. a little more understandable. But no, they've been in kind of a lull since since starting out the season eleven and zero, yeah. and I am I was one hundred percent confident picking the Browns to start this because they've been trending upwards so much, mm-hmm. and it's in Pittsburgh, but the home field advantage does not mean as much this time around. In fact, oh, believe no. it or not, the NFL playoff, the NFL regular season, you had more road teams win than home teams, yeah. so it's not like it's you know. It that really hasn't a been a huge so. factor in anything. But at the same time, like because there's not fans there or yeah. there aren't many fans there, yeah. that that takes a lot of that home field advantage away. Yeah, yeah. You know? It does. And now the weather can play a factor at times, but yeah. Cleveland's used to cold weather anyway, so I don't think it's gonna bother them all that much. Yeah. So, um 
I mean, I'm going to go with the Browns, too. I'm not going to pick against Baker Mayfield. I've, I've been with them all year, <laughs> nearly, so I'm going to be with you on the Browns. I, 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 when, when I heard Kevin Stefanski can't coach, that was a red flag just because they are going to have a, a, a different play caller now because mm-hmm. he also called the plays. He wasn't just a stand-around coach. He actually is calling the plays. Yeah. So that is a little bit more detrimental. But uh, I think the Browns, I think they find the way. I think they rally together. And, I think and so, they get, too. And they get a playoff win, which will probably most likely put them at Kansas City next week. Most likely, there's another yeah. bigger upset in the bracket, but yeah, um, I'm gonna go. I'm with you on the Browns. I'm gonna go with Cleveland. Uh, I'm just gonna, yeah. I th- I agree with you. I think that they'll just find a way. Yeah. The other I'm AFC matchup on uh, starting actually the playoffs on Saturday is Indianapolis at Buffalo. No. Ooh. Buffalo has played probably like the best team in the league yeah. the last two months. I would say yeah. they are 13 and three. Josh Allen is a fringe MVP candidate. Stephon Diggs, one of the best, maybe he probably had the best season out of any wide receiver this yeah. season. I believe he led the entire league in catches and receiving yards. Um, Buffalo's defense is is not great. It's not as good as it was last year, but still active and and can be pretty solid. And Cole Beasley has been running routes like he does in the slot. He did it for the Cowboys. He's done it with the Bills now. Um, and the way Josh Allen can be with his legs and his arm. I don't see a lot of ways the Colts can win this. I guess the only way, if I'm going to analyze, the only way the Colts could hang in is to their defense, which is legitimately good, mm-hmm. um, led by linebacker Darius Lunder. If they could force a couple turnovers early um, and then control the clock with a really good running game yeah. with Jonathan Taylor, and they maybe could keep the score close. But for me, this is – I mean, Buffalo to me – is a trendy Super Bowl pick, yeah. and I don't see them losing the first game at home. Um, I think Buffalo wins. I think they win pretty convincingly. But again, yeah. if the Colts force a couple turnovers and can kind of control the clock with the running game, they could keep the score close. But I got to go with Buffalo. I honestly am going to agree with you on that one. I I want to go with Buffalo as well because they've just been consistent all year around too. Like they really have. Um, obviously by their by their record too. Like that's kind of like a dumb moment, but. I mean, and not to hate against the Colts, because I think that the Colts will do fine. I think that they can hold their own. But I feel like because their offense is nowhere near as strong as Buffalo's, because Buffalo has a great offense and a great defense. And the Colts, they just kind of have a great defense. So I'm – but I would agree. I feel like if they do do – do do wow yeah. that was really yeah. bad yeah. <laughs> if hey, they, hey it's, if a, they are able, it's live uh, we're live yeah, and we're you know yep it just comes out it's uh, cool yep yep so we both got buffalo um the next game on saturday is going to be the rams and the seahawks nfc matchup this is a little bit interesting too for me hmm. because the rams it looks like now jared goff will play will start at quarterback okay. he had um thumb surgery yet he missed last week's game against the Arizona Cardinals that the Rams won. John Wolford started for the for the Rams and won that game, mm-hmm. um, which put them into the playoffs. They would have, I believe, they would have made it anyway. I'm with the Bears losing, but um, that that guaranteed them a playoff spot. And they won 18 to seven. Arizona Cardinals could have won and been in the playoffs, yeah. but they lost and now they're out of the playoffs. But um, it looks like Jared Goff will start. Goff's not been real consistent this year for the Rams, though. He's been kind of off and on. They win games with a running game and defense. It's a little bit different what they had. Just remember, three years ago, they were actually in the Super Bowl. Or two mm-hmm. years ago, they were actually in the Super Bowl and lost New England. Now this year's team is a little bit different. Um, they got one of the top defenses in the league, top mm-hmm. cornerbacks in Jalen Ramsey, 
top defensive tackles and really the best defensive tackle on Aaron Donald. And um, so I can see the Rams winning this game with defense. Uh, Seattle's also kind of a team that's been kind of on a downward trend a little bit. It is in Seattle. But um, what, do you, what do you think on this game? What's your thoughts on this game? I actually really am not 100% sure. I think this is going to be like a 50-50 toss-up. Yeah, it is because but both like, teams, have, we've seen the best and worst of both teams. Like we yes. saw the Rams lose to the Jets. Uh, yeah. Given their first win. <laughs> but then we've also seen the Rams win at Tampa Bay. We've seen uh, the Rams win convincingly in Arizona. Yeah. We've seen them beat Seattle at home. <laughs> so, And we've seen Seattle lose to the Giants at home. And oh, Russell Wilson started out like an MVP camp the first half of the season. second half, it's been a little bit more um, down to earth. I, I'll tell you what, I don't know if there's an upset in this game. I really don't. I don't think so either. Um, I think I'm going to go with I'm Seattle. Go, you're going to Seattle. I was going to say I'm going to go with the Rams defense. But that's just how 50-50 it, it is. It, we probably need to pick different on this game because this game could yeah. go either way. I'm going to give the Rams defense the nod, but yeah. whether Jared Goff starts or not. Yeah. Um, but – Seattle, you know, they could all of a sudden find themselves again. Their defense has yeah. been actually playing better lately. They're even better than their offense has. So, um, Seattle could easily win this game. It's one of those 50-50 yeah. type games, and the Rams could too. So, I don't well, go with the Rams' defense, but uh, I well, don't have I mean, much confidence in it. If you think about it, like, they previously – like, Seattle just previously lost to the Rams. So, I mean, it's almost like a redemption game, if you want to put it that way. I mean, like, because – you're like, okay, man, we just lost to them not too long ago. Now we're going to come back and we're going to fight against them and again, and we're going to pull out the win this time. So that's kind of what I'm basing it off of. It's not – like I'm basing it off of, like, the competitiveness um, because playoffs, it'll bring out, like, the best in teams. Like, if you want to talk about with the World Series, like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I know a lot of people probably don't want me to bring it up, but, like, with the Astros, they did horrible in the regular season. Or yeah. They didn't do horrible, but they did They, they, were under they did bad. They were under yeah, 500. Yeah, like, they, did, they yeah. did pretty bad. So, but they, they, like, showed out in the World Series, you and know? And was one game away from the World Series. Exactly. Yeah. So, I'm like, I feel like this is almost like a – going to be a whole new atmosphere coming into – playoffs versus regular yeah. season yeah. so i mean and like you said 50 50 shot mm-hmm. god only knows at this point yep. and yep. um yep. i don't know but i feel like just based on like competitive atmosphere and just competitive yep. attitude that i yep. feel like every athlete has they're gonna want to come back for that redemption game you know yeah yeah yep it, it go either way i'm gonna go with the rams defense but seattle they could click again and they, they could find it. So, 50-50 type game. It's probably one of those 24-21 type games That's that what goes I'm out in the thinking. last possession. I don't think it'll be a blowout. But at the same time, I mean, if you want to go Ohio State-Clemson uh, type of game. No one knew that was coming. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Jeez, we'll talk about that 40, a bit. Yeah, 49-28 Ohio State. Well, yeah, we'll get that in a minute. But, Dang. yeah, that, was, that took all, all of us off guard. But, that, yeah, so yeah. the last game Saturday NFL wild card is not quite as tough for me to predict – um, which means it'll probably go the other way. But um, Tampa Bay at Washington. Washington got in the playoffs because the NFC East was a very, I'm not even going to say mediocre division. It was be- whatever below mediocre it is. It's, I mean, the Cowboys without Dak Prescott, without their entire starting offensive yeah. line, and with their secondary missing two-thirds of the season, 
they were in the playoff race until the very last game of the year. Yes. So that's how mediocre it was. Poor, poor Cowboys, man. I know, it they were just, right there. Like, you want to talk about a series of unfortunate events? That's the Cowboys this year. Like, I'm kind of glad we missed out on uh, one unfortunate event, though, because if they had won the Giants, they lost 23-19 to to the Giants. Uh-huh. The last game of the year, last Sunday. They had already beaten the Eagles the week before, 37-17, mm-hmm. to put themselves in position. That eliminated the Eagles. That eliminated the Eagles. Well, if they had beat the Giants, it was really close. If they had beat the Giants, then they would have needed the Eagles to beat Washington to get to win the division. Yeah. Well, the Eagles was up 14-10. to 10, And then, because if Washington beat the Eagles, they're in. If the Eagles beat Washington, the Cowboys would have been in. Yeah. Well, that started out with the Giants and the Giants won. But I'm just saying, if the Cowboys had won, they'd have been the one that would have been in. The Eagles take out Jalen Hurts, their starting quarterback, on the fourth quarter in a 17-14 game. Everyone is going crazy on social media thinking, you're tanking the game, you're not putting – they put Nate Sudfield in their third-string quarterback. Yeah, I remember. And I don't think I could bear the Cowboys. I'm I'm kind of glad that was already over because the Giants players and fans were going nuts. On I'm like, okay, I'm kind of glad this is not the Cowboys here. This is not – that's not good. Well, when you think about it, I'm sure – their coach was like, you know what? Whatever. Just okay. Hey, you come out. You, you go in. Like you haven't really played this year. Go, go. Just go for it. You know, like that's like sitting. Like that's like taking the the Rudy. I mean, granted, Rudy did end up doing like amazing. Apparently, you know. But like, think yeah, about it. That's yeah. like a Rudy moment right yeah, there. I yeah. mean, except for I mean, it didn't help by any means. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, like that. It was just kind of funny. I was like, well, so you're going to put your, like, a player that's never even played this year in all of a sudden. Or, like, played yeah. very little this year. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that must have been, like, pulling teeth. Yeah, he played about as much as Rudy did the whole year. Yeah, I was like, that, that had been, like, pulling so, teeth yeah, right there. So, yeah, I'm kind of glad the Cowboys did not have that writing on it. I'm kind of yeah. glad this, it was already Clint. It was already nothing. That would have been agonizing. For Giants, was agonizing for Giants fans and the Giants. So Washington gets in twenty to fourteen because they beat the Eagles, yeah. right? Okay. So now Washington is in the playoffs. They're playing Tampa Bay. The only chance I'll give Washington, similar to the Colts, although I think the Colts have a little better shot, but similar to the Colts, Washington does have a really good defensive line. Chase yeah. Young is a top defensive rookie. Um, Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen—they are really—they can get after the quarterback. Yeah. So. Um, I'm going to say that the only way they can get it close, keep it close is if they put pressure on Tom Brady, which we've seen. Yeah, he's not real he's mobile. Not, he's not good under pressure. So, so they yeah. could hang in there. But I, Tampa Bay, the last month, they've been off and on all year. Yeah. They 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 beat Green Bay 38-10, to 10, who is the number one seed in the NFC, who has a bye mm-hmm. this weekend. But then they've also had some, some bad losses, and they've also had some – um, really close games like the next week they go to the Giants one week they go close to the Giants on the road so for a while we didn't know what to expect out of Tampa Bay but the last yeah. month they played really well Tom Brady's played really well I don't there's no there's not enough of a chance that everything clicks for Washington for me to pick yeah. them so I, I'm going to go really Tampa Bay I think the only thing to watch for is if, if Washington I keep yeah Washington football team if they were to get pressure maybe force a fumble a turnover early Get a little momentum, and then Alex Smith game manages. You know, Antonio Gibson kind of run the ball, keep the ball away from Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have a shot to keep the game close in the yeah. second half, but I'm not even sure that's going to happen. So I got to go with Tampa Bay. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, 
But I think that I, I would have to agree with you in the sense that if they can keep pressure on Tom Brady, because once Tom Brady, like, he he's not a guy that really, like, shuts down, but he kind of <laughs> does, it throws his mentality off a little bit, especially whenever he's under pressure. And then he just starts irritating his other players, and it's just, it can all go downhill from there. But, I mean, at the same time, defense has to, they have to actually show up in order to do that. Yeah, yeah. So, and you know, you never know what you're exactly going to get from Washington fully. No. <laughs> yeah, you never know. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, you don't. I, I like so Washington. We like Tampa. We're going with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. We're going with Tampa Bay. So, before we get to our game of the week, which is not the game you're the most looking forward to, I know Cleveland-Pittsburgh is that game. We already talked. And that's for me, too. That was our second that's choice just, again of the week, actually. But, it's just but, an awesome yeah. feeling. I we almost like. picked that game. We almost picked that as our game of the week. But um, the Bears and the Saints will be at 3.40 p.m. on Sunday. This is kind of similar to Tampa Bay and Washington for me. The Saints' defense is really, really good at putting pressure on the quarterback, forcing turnovers. Um, the Bears have played better. The Bears have – you want to talk about a roller coaster. The Bears started 5-1. and one. Yeah. They lost six straight and looked like they were going to be out of the playoffs. Yeah. Then they come back and they win three out of their last four. And they won three in a row and they lose their finale to Green Bay. Um, but they still got in the playoffs with the Cardinals losing. So um, the Bears are in the playoffs. Mitchell Trubisky played part of the year. Then Nick Foles took over. Trubisky's injured. Trubisky comes back. Plays better. Not great, but better. Mm-hmm. Enough to, to put him in this spot. So the Bears defense with Khalil Mack and Rokon Smith at linebacker. They can get after the quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Drew Brees can be susceptible to that at times. So it's kind of like the same formula we've wow. discussed already. Yeah. Where you're just trying to keep a game close and, and try to give yourself a chance to win at the end. I can see a scenario where that happens. Yeah. But I think the most likely scenario is the Saints win this game pretty big yeah. after the heartbreak the last two years, losing at home to Minnesota the first game in overtime last year. Yeah. And then the year before, really feel like they got robbed out of the Super Bowl bid with the pass interference, non-pass mm-hmm. interference call with the Rams. Mm-hmm. They feel like they should have won that game and been in the Super Bowl against New England. Yeah. So I think the Saints take care of business, and I think they did it pretty handily. I honestly would agree, but I, I've always liked the Saints. I don't know what it is about them. They're just I think it has a lot to do with Drew Brees, not going to lie, because he's been a, just a phenomenal quarterback for them. He really, he really yeah, he has. has. And I, I just have faith in the Saints and – I think that I think they'll end up pulling it out. And like you said, like bang, the Bears have just been like hit or miss. They really have. And then all of a sudden now they've come back and yeah, yeah. really kind of shown out for three out of the four last mm-hmm, games. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, not that they didn't for the fourth game because Green Bay that's that's already a hard game in general. Yeah. Because isn't that like a rival game for them mm-hmm. or something? Yeah. So. Yeah, it is. I gotta go with the Saints. Yeah. I, they got Michael Thomas back, receiver who's been out off and on the whole year. Yeah. He come, he was out a lot the first part of the year. Come back for a couple of games, and then he's been out since. He's gonna play. Um, it's believed Alvin Kamara is also gonna play. Um, he had a, I believe he had a positive COVID test um, the week before. He missed the regular season finale, but he's back, I believe, for Sunday. So the Saints should be at full strength. And I think that when it's big, and I think, um, I think the Saints could actually make a Super Bowl run. People think it might be Drew Brees' last year at quarterback. Yeah. Um, it could be. He's not announced it yet, but he could yeah. be. Um, so um, he 
He's just he, had so much injuries problems. Yeah, so he's so they want to make a run. I think they will. I think they start it now. I think they beat the Bears pretty convincingly. Yeah. All right, time for our game of the week. We talked about two games that we settled on this one. I think it's a good one. And I think social media thinks it's a good one too because they couldn't be more opposite in their choices. Baltimore and Tennessee, on Twitter, you got 62.5% that picked Tennessee. Really? 37.5% picked Baltimore. On Instagram, it's the exact opposite. 55% picked Baltimore. So, so we got more split here. Instagram yeah. likes Baltimore. Twitter likes Tennessee. Um, maybe that talks about how much of those is, games, how split this game really is. Yeah, it's a pretty 50-50 game. Like I think that this is very. This is why we actually chose this game is because yeah. these two teams they're actually very equal. They have similar records, or, or they have at least close records. You know, yep. they are pretty equivalent. Like all around defense and offensive wise, like both are pretty similar. But um, like I don't think one outshines the other by a lot. You right, know, right, yeah, and I feel like both teams are going to put up a really good fight. I really and truly do. Uh, this is not going to be a blowout by any means. If it is, <laughs> we're all going to be shocked. But um, I think I am actually going to go with Tennessee this time, though. I think I'm going to go with Tennessee. The only reason why is because I. I love Henry as a running back. He's been super unstoppable, like just phenomenal. And um, I think that that has a lot to do with it in their defense. They they have some pretty good – they have a really good defense as well. Like they put a lot of pressure, but not like a whole, whole lot. You know what I mean, kind of-ish. I yeah, don't that, that Tennessee's defense but has kind of been their weak spot. but And that's kind of what I've I, – I've been on the fence about this all week. My gut feeling to start with was Baltimore. No. Yeah. And because Baltimore has been playing like the number one seed that that they were last year. And they got upset, actually, by Tennessee last year. Mm-hmm. If you remember, Tennessee won up been in the AFC Championship game last year against Kansas City. Um, yeah, Tennessee, they upset New England, and they go to um, Baltimore, they beat them. And, uh, you know, it, it was uh, – they upset them uh, – I know they upset Houston. Yeah, they they out. That was not funny. So Tennessee, <laughs> you know, I I it, it, their defense what holds me back because I watched the end of that game last week against Houston, and the Sean Watson with fourth and fifth string receivers now. Yeah. Um, they put up thirty eight points on them, and it looked like Watson was just shredding them. Now I know the yeah. Sean Watson is a top five quarterback. I get that, but with fourth and fifth string receivers, he was just shredding. Tennessee's yeah. defense. So it, it, Tennessee's defense, I just don't know if they can hold up enough. I think Derek Henry has a big game. I think Ryan Tannehill, they use a play action burn, anybody does. Ryan Tannehill with Derek Henry. Derek Henry runs and he wears defenses down. And then Tannehill takes shots down the field. Um, so I think it's going to be kind of a back and forth offensive type game. Um, but my gut is just telling me to pick Baltimore. I just don't think I can get out of that. I don't, don't think I can get out of that. But I. I think I gotta go with Baltimore. I gotta go with Baltimore, even though I'm torn on it. I think Tennessee's Tennessee has a type of format to, to where they can beat any team, any team. Yeah. With their ball, with Derek Henry controlling possession, controlling the ball, they can beat any team in the league. Um, oh yeah. And they could beat Baltimore. This is a 50-50 tight game. They could beat Baltimore. Baltimore, I think, is a two-point favorite, maybe. 
Uh, Three-point favorite. It's a very tight, tight window on that. Very tight spread. Um, I think it might be the tightest spread of the weekend. And but the way Baltimore is rolling on offense, I just I my gut tells me to go with Baltimore. I think I'll stick with that. But it's kind of like the Rams and Seattle game, where we're not going to be surprised whoever wins. Yeah. Um, it's it, it could really go either way. I think if you're projecting forward. The one of this game could go to Kansas City, depending on what with the other games. Now, if Cleveland beats Pittsburgh, like we both picked, then if if oh, the Cleveland. if the pick, I'll tell you this. Let me simplify it, everybody. If the picks line up the way me and you have it, then Cleveland would go to Kansas City, and the Baltimore Tennessee winner would go to Buffalo. Yep. So either Baltimore or Tennessee would go to Buffalo. If Cleveland and that was both lose, then the winner of Baltimore Tennessee goes to Kansas City. I think Baltimore have a better chance of upsetting the top seed because of the way they are playing. I just don't know if Tennessee's defense can get enough stops against Kansas City, similar to last year's game where they got out to a lead and then Kansas City just scored at will, yeah. it seemed like. Um, so I just – Tennessee's defense is kind of what's holding me back like just, like, from picking them. Like some yeah. sort of well, if you remember, not to bring up any bad memories for you, Jeez. but remember Houston won a playoff oh game last gosh. year. Yeah. And they played Kansas City in the divisional round. They were up 24 to nothing on Kansas yeah. City. And Kansas City scored, I believe, was it eight straight possessions, nine straight possessions? And All they in won like the fourth freaking quarter, too. The final score was like 51-31. This was literally and all in the fourth quarter. A lot quarter. of some it was, yeah. Like, yeah. It was, or at least for sure, second half. It's like, okay, yeah. at halftime, all of a sudden, Mahomes like, oh, we're good now. They you just, know? it was like a fire that was blazing. They just couldn't put it out. And this would have been, like, the first time that, like, we had, like, anywhere near close to a playoff berth. Yeah. Like, for Houston. That was very upsetting. They were, well, they were, well, they looked like they were going to the AFC championship game. Yeah. With everything that was and going on with 24. the Astros, we were, like, hoping, yep. okay, Texans, let's go. Bring something yep. good, right? Yep. No. Yep. Yep. No. You crumble. You <laughs> fall. You break. Yep. What the heck? Yep. <laughs> like, <gasps> yep. That was, yeah, that was bad. Yep. And we know what happened with the Andre Hopkins, and they're not the same team this year. But why'd you guys um, bring that one up? Dang. Yeah, yeah, and that was actually yeah. that was actually kind of a compliment. It might have been a backhanded compliment, but they they have a valid reason why they're not where they are, what they were last year. A valid reason. Oh yeah. And that that and the GM and coach that did that is no longer with the Texans. Thank so. God. <laughs> I feel like so. as soon as he made the trade, everybody was like, "Okay, you're done." Yeah, like, you're done. Like why? You. you <laughs> I don't even know. Sorry. I love my Texans, but, man, that – okay. We're going to move on now. One one thing it did, though, (laughs) is that you know it. It made my son look happy. Cardinals getting DeAndre Hopkins. It made him thrilled. He was – oh, it was a a happy day. Yeah. You're lucky I like Luke. I'm just saying. Yeah. Y'all are lucky I like him. He was thrilled with it. He'll take it. Yeah, he'll take it. Uh, So – that's our picks in the NFL Super Wild Card. We'll be back next week to kind of recap it and project the Super Bowl. Now we'll talk a little bit about college football. That is coming up. You touched on it already, but you touched on a big part of it already. Dang, that Ohio was. State romping Clemson. I don't think any of us is shocked Alabama beat Notre Dame. So no. Alabama went in that game 31-14. None of us are surprised at that. Yeah. But Ohio, I really thought all year we were trekking toward an Alabama Clemson national championship. I think everyone did, especially at how bad like LSU kind of did yeah. this year. Yeah, like, everybody was. Some people was down. Oh, you got off to kind of a tough start. Yeah, and then come roaring back. We kind of you know it looked like Alabama Clemson was on a different level. Yeah, 
Like they, you, you already knew, okay, yeah, those two, playoff bound. You already knew Final yeah. Four for them. Yeah. So that was not a big, huge shock. And then once we figured out exactly who was going to be the other two yeah. teams, yeah. we were like, okay, Ohio State, not a huge shock, but, I mean, okay, Clemson mm-hmm. or Alabama will take care of them. No! Yeah, yeah. Notre Dame, I think, was kind of like a joke. I'm sorry. I, not hating against Notre Dame. I'm not. But like me and you have had this conversation. Yeah, that I, was just, I, okay, you're just going to be the fourth team. We had this go. conversation. <laughs> I think my words was, and I'll say it again, I watched Clemson play Notre Dame in the ACC championship game. <laughs> and it was 34-3 to in the fourth quarter. And yeah. Notre Dame scored a garbage time touchdown. I don't see how the committee thought they were one of the four best teams in the country. In fact, I think it says a lot about the rest of the contenders that they got in there. Yeah. Because no one else had a good enough resume to get. Oh, you had two losses, A&M had already lost well, Alabama, and I think that's why I Notre Dame got in. I think that's the only uh-huh. reason Notre Dame – I would agree with you. That's the only reason. That had to be the only reason Notre Dame even got in was because A&M already lost to Alabama, and yeah. no one wanted to see that yeah. again, yeah. which I feel like that personally probably wouldn't have happened again. I think it would have been a way better game than the first one. You know, but I mean, like, no one really wants to see it again. We've already seen it. We've yeah. already done it. Okay, we got it. Like, shoot, then make them play A and M here, not A yeah. and M play Clemson, and switch that yeah. way. You know, but well, I think, and this is my opinion, but I think watching the games in the bowl games, the five yeah. and six team, Texas A and M was fifth, Oklahoma was sixth. A and M beats North Carolina, a good North Carolina team, forty-one yeah. twenty-seven. They scored three straight touchdowns in the fourth quarter to win. Oklahoma rocked Florida fifty-five to twenty. No. Yeah. And I know Florida's missing starter, but still fifty-five to twenty. Either one of those teams, and I'm not just saying this, Oklahoma or Texas A&M, either one of those teams I think beat Notre Dame. Nah. So uh, I think either one of them would have beat Notre Dame head to head. Yeah. So that I was have, a huge controversy. I'll never I have a hard them. time believing Notre Dame is one of the four best teams in the country. Dude, I'll never forget some of my friends that are at A&M right now. They were so mad. Yeah. They were like, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, they got robbed. I was like, calm down, calm down. It's okay, yeah. it's okay. But again, I'm not a huge A&M fan, anyway. It didn't bother you, but it, it didn't I, bother I, me none. But I, <laughs> he Michigan, bothered a Michigan lot of people. involved in it, so it didn't matter. Yeah, as long as Michigan's <laughs> not involved, I'm good, you know. And then they weren't involved in it this year. No, no not at all. <laughs> Shoot, they haven't been involved in it in like a few yeah, years now. Yeah, so yeah. I think we're good. Yeah. So yeah. Michigan, come on. Do do something. And they're on the verge. You're of, letting Ohio State do something. Come on. And I think you probably seen Michigan is on the verge of signing Jim Harbaugh to a big contract extension. Yeah. So again, if you if you if you think Harbaugh's the guy, then that's good news. Yeah. If you don't, then it's not good news because they're. I think it looks like they're going to be time. Now again, we all know contracts can be voided at any time. Yeah. We don't, they're not lifetime contracts. We know how that works. But, yeah. Um, it looks like Harbaugh is still the guy for the foreseeable future. So for Michigan fans like yourself uh, that wants it to improve, you got it's got to be with Harbaugh. It's got to be, uh, now it's got to be with him. <laughs> that's who you've who've, you've tied with. So you've tied know, but yeah, with, no, so. going back to Ohio State and Clemson the whole time. Obviously, like we said, I'm a Michigan fan. So why on earth would I root for Ohio State? I was kind of upset about that game. I mean, I didn't care the outcome in anyways, but at the same time, I was I was pretty upset because. I mean, I've, I've liked Clemson. They're not a horrible yeah. team by yeah. any means. So I respect Clemson. But now I kind of have a little – I have less respect for them just because <laughs> – at least it should have been, like, way closer. But for some reason, just Clemson yeah. didn't even show up. Yeah, and they like, come out They come out and score on their first possession. And I'm yeah. thinking, okay, this is kind of what we all expected. 
Ohio State scores, uh, and then Clemson scores back. And yeah. I'm thinking, okay, well, Clemson, Clemson's going to win this game. Ohio State blitzed them after that. Yep. I mean, it was over. And, and like, it was unbelievable. Like, Justin Fields them, like. threw for six touchdown passes, and and he was going down the field just at will. I yeah. mean, just picking and choosing, yep. uh, going over the top of Clemson's defense. It was – and one of the controversies I'll hit on, and, look, I don't have a slide on this either way, so – Really, I get we're in a different season, a strange season. But I, I want to get your thoughts. I don't think we talked we talked about it. Ohio State come into the game six and zero. Mm-hmm. Clemson come into the game playing eleven games. I believe they were ten and one. Mm-hmm. So playing eleven games to six. Some people think only playing six games to most teams playing ten or eleven or more is a distinct advantage. Um, some people actually think, and, and I'll say this, you. You look at the way Ohio State played and the way Clemson played, Ohio State almost maybe looked, I'll use the word, fresher? No. Clemson played almost, we've never seen sports, we don't know how the effects of it. So it may, it may, be, null, it may be null and void, it may be negligible. I but, can see how it's an advantage, but I can also see how it's a disadvantage. Too. Yeah, and, that, and that's so, what Kirk Cruyff said on the air. It could be either way. Yeah, so but that's I think why, it's like, fascinating I mean, I can, I can to, look, see to talk about. Both sides of this. So for advantage-wise, okay, one, yes, you are fresher. Yep. Two, I mean, the other, it's just kind of like a, I had it in my mind, and then I just lost my train of thought. But anyway, so let's go back to disadvantages real quick, so then I can get back to my advantages. But, like, a major disadvantage to it is that the other team has a, has more experience right at this moment in time. Yeah, they They're played, understanding yeah. how this year they is going to go. More. They understand yeah. how, what other teams have done. They've also um, they've just had, like, all-around uh, better practice, if you want to say. They've had more practice. Um but in adva- once again, here's my other advantage. Because of, like, with the disadvantage, like, of being able to play more, that's an advantage to the other team. Mm-hmm. They can watch you more. Yeah, yeah. They can see what you're going to do. They can see how you fold under pressure. They can see how you do all these different things. Or if you, uh, either you fold or you are successful under pressure. Like, they understand what you can and cannot do. So all of a sudden, Ohio State's like, okay, their defense is just not doing it, yeah, but we yeah. kind of expected that. So we're yeah. just going to chunk it over them, right? So that's like I can see how that could be a major advantage because of like film-wise, of just watching-wise, uh, understanding what you can and cannot do because mm-hmm. of how they've reacted to yeah, different things yeah. going into it. So, but at the same time, I still think that that's no excuse for. Uh, Clemson losing by any means. Like, I don't think that it's an excuse. I don't think it is. I think it's just fascinating. A lot of things have happened this year we've not seen before, so we don't really have, it's unprecedented, so we don't really have anything to go by on it. Like, Clemson, their their physicality, they basically had played twice the amount of, another full season when Ohio State played. So their bodies have been through more physical punishment, more practices, more of the grind. Uh, middle grind where Ohio State started a lot later, had some games postponed. So you you almost play one team is playing another full season on their bodies, and the other team has. A, and I think How I, 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 I think it's I think it's different. I just think it's different. I don't know. It may not have any effect, but it's just it's different. Well, here's another thing: is that like whenever you're in the Final Four, were they the only team in the Final Four that started late? Yes. 
that's already an advantage right then and there. Yeah. If you hardcore think about it, like that's messed up yeah, for everybody other has teams. A, everybody, yeah, everybody in the final four, mm-hmm. no one else started late but them. No. And, and it's not and Ohio State's fault, of course, but. Uh, well, no, it's not. But at the same time, like that's also a element. It's an element that you have to take into consideration that I don't think the NCAA really hardcore actually took into consideration. Or if they did, okay, interesting. I think they. But I don't think they had any choice to, but I don't think they had. I think they just kind of kind of made up some of the stuff as they go because they don't yeah. know. Like the Big Ten and Pac-12 all started late, yeah. and in fact, they didn't look like they was going to play a season. Yeah. And the Big 12 and SEC and ACC, all three of the Power Fives played, so they're the only two Power Fives not playing. And they start the season in October, and then of course you had a game or two where they got postponed. And um, or like what they should have done is they should have done fifty-fifty. So fifty-fifty. Okay, who are the best two teams that only played half the season? Who are the only two? Who are the best two teams that played the full season? Yeah. And base it off of that because that's a huge like surprisingly that yeah. is an advantage to Ohio State just right then and there. Again, not trying to knock them because they they really aren't a bad team, obviously. They're not a horrible team, but and at I don't the same know, time, I'm, like if you want to use that kind of like in a mental aspect, obviously yeah. not as an excuse, but like for something that NCAA should take into consideration, especially for next year or for previous years, considering if this is what's going to continue to happen or not, which I doubt it, but yeah, it's probably you never a one-time know. type deal, and I I think I'm not even I'm, I bring it up because it, it's fun to talk about. It's it's just fascinating for me because we don't have any president this happening before. No. So it, it's I mean at the end of the season, players are they're wore out, their their bodies are wore out, and you basically have a Clemson team who's played an entire season, almost twi- almost a full season more than what Ohio State played, yeah. like two seasons to one. Yeah. So it's a it's a fun conversation. Now on the other side. Um, as you mentioned, at Ohio State, you know, you play less games, you don't get as much of a rhythm mm-hmm. at times, you know, have to start and stop again. So that's hard on Ohio State. Um, so maybe they had a – maybe it's tough of a grind. I don't know. It's just something that – and we're going to sit in the national championship game too with yeah. Alabama and Ohio State. Alabama's yeah. played a full season. Yeah. So I think, so. That it, I think the real true controversy will be determined yep. how this game goes. I actually do believe that, okay – this will determine if this was really an advantage to Ohio yeah. State or I we'll it was something. actually kind of like, okay, we'll luck something. of the draw. Yeah, we'll see a so, sign. Yeah. Because for all we know, like, after Ohio State, because I've seen this happen, like, I've even seen this happen in, like, one of my bra- my brother's baseball, like, high school games. Yeah. Like, we, I mean, it was going to be a tough game. It was a rival game, so we were. Gonna, it was going to be a tough game anyway. Like, they were hitting against a pitcher who was, like, top pick, got mm-hmm. a scholarship to UT to be a pitcher for UT. Like, come on. Like, you know, like, so it's a good yep. pitcher, right? Yep. And all of a sudden, like, it just so happened to be my brother that did this. But, like, first pitch of the whole entire game, my brother hits a triple. <laughs> first pitch, triple. Psyched the whole entire rest of the game. Like, it ended up being a blowout because the, the other team was so rattled that they – like, the pitcher was so rattled, he didn't know what to do anymore. So he was like, oh, crap. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, and that could have easily happened when Ohio State finally kind of figured out, okay, this is what we're going to do, and Clemson wasn't ready for it. Yeah. All that all – that definitely so, could be. So, I mean – All that could be. 
There's, it's a 50-50 shot on if the controversies are yeah. correct or if it was just kind of like a luck of the draw type of thing. Like they kind of yep. just used it to their advantage. You're right. And we'll find out a week from Monday. Um, we will um, – on Monday night, we um, we need to make our picks for that. It's actually coming up Monday night, the 11th. Oh. I'm going to Alabama. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yep. I cannot it's going up on the 11th. Ohio State. I can't. If I did, my grandpa would kill me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So – I'm going to go Alabama, too. I'm straight up Alabama. I'm going to go Alabama, too, because it, uh, what Ohio State did to Clemson gives me some pause. Uh, mm-hmm. cause, but Alabama has look, I said Alabama and Clemson are the two best teams. I thought going in I was apparently wrong about Clemson. Apparently. apparently. Yeah, apparently everybody um, was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people were probably wrong about that one. But I don't think I'm wrong on Alabama. Devontae yeah. Smith, their wide receiver, just won the Heisman. Their quarterback, Mac Jones, is also oh, yeah, a finalist. He, he won the Davey him. O'Brien Award, Mac, yeah. Mac Jones. They're, they're loaded. Nick Saban is the best coach we've ever seen. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, and I have I actual go just, like, mad respect for Alabama yeah. and their football team just in general. Like, I mean, am I a huge Alabama fan? Absolutely not. But do I respect them as a team? I, I have for years. You know, like, Alabama has usually been – not solid every year, but you know, like they've been kind of consistent with like how they do things, and I feel like yeah. that is a tradition for them, and that's just how they continue yeah. to do it. But that's how they that's why they continue to be consistent, that's why they continue yeah. to be strong every single year, or at least like every other year, you know. Yeah. And because like you take a team like LSU, they were like champions, they did everything great last year, yeah, but then yeah. all of a sudden. <sighs> Like tanked mm-hmm. this year, you know. So, yeah, but you don't really see that with Alabama. That. It's hard to sustain it the way Alabama's done. It mm-hmm. really is. It's an accomplishment. And I, I'm not an Ohio State fan either. Um, I, I, I still am, and I grew up really Stupid liking. Buckeyes. I love. <laughs> I always loved Michigan football. Yeah. And basketball. Seriously, as a kid, I've always liked Michigan. I'm not even sure why I started, but I always did. You can ask my dad. Um, <laughs> I've always rooted for Michigan, so Ten I've five. never. We've always liked Ohio State, so I love yeah. Michigan. So, um, I'm just, I, I, can, I, I, so I can't wait for Ohio State. The only good thing about Ohio State winning is it might kind of hush up some of these SEC shrills that you have around true. here. That's true. That is true. That's the only thing you get kind of tired of hearing is the SEC. But, um, I mean, okay. I, it doesn't matter. I, Alabama is head and shoulders above everyone else, <laughs> including the SEC. Yeah. So, um, I got to go with Bama. I don't think yeah. it's a doubt on that. I don't either. I mean, would it be kind of interesting if they did lose? I think that that would be it a would very be. interesting turn. Even to Ohio State, even to Ohio State, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, like I, they've met I the playoffs can't. before. The very first year of the playoffs in 2014, yeah. Ohio State beat Alabama in the semifinal when Ohio State barely got in mm-hmm. over TCU and Baylor. Yeah. And Ezekiel Elliott ran wild in that game and ran wild in the championship game against Oregon. And Ohio State won it all that year. So. Yeah. It could happen. I don't think it will, but it could happen. So we'll yeah. see Monday night. That would be fun. Yep. It's going to be interesting. All right, you got anything random for us today? I do have so. one random thing because it's also going to kind of play yep. into my devotional for today. Yep. Um, so the biggest controversial thing probably of every single new year, New Year's resolutions. Yeah. So... Uh, you know, like a lot of people are kind of like, okay, I want to work out more. I want to be motivated more. I want to do all these different things. I want to be better. I want to like travel more. I want to be more financially stable. Well, 
how long does that actually last? Like, yeah. come on, on average, how long does that actually last? Yeah, yeah. And I fall under that category. I understand. I mean, here recently, considering that, like, I've completely changed my goals and my New Year's resolutions for every single year. But, like, I mean, I was one of those people that I wanted to work out more. I wanted to eat better. I wanted to do all these different things. But, I mean, that lasted maybe a week, week and a half, two weeks. I'm like, it's just... Because you kind of get into a rhythm and you're kind of like, okay, this is how my everyday life is. But now you want to do this drastic change. Yeah. Okay, well, you, well, I mean, that's like whenever we were at the gym. Okay, I love the, I love that I'm going to work out one so much more just because now that, like, I do actually do, I legit have a gym membership at Planet Fitness, and it just so happened that I got it over, like, this week, you know, like, I mean, but that was not a resolution for me at all, yeah. but I go with my boyfriend and his friend. And there is, like, usually, like, no one at the gym with them, you know? Like, there hasn't been a whole lot of people because of how late they go Mm -hmm. and that there's just not a lot of people. (laughs) First day that we go, like, within January, right? The first day we get back. I had no idea. Like, I'm thinking, okay, we're going to have, like, a few people here. We might have more people just because of New Year's resolutions, blah, blah, blah. No, we get to the gym. And they are both like, oh my gosh, this parking lot is, like, insane. There's really not that many cars in the parking lot. Or at least to me there wasn't, you know. But to them, they were like, this is more people than we've had here. Oh my gosh. I'm like, okay. And then we get into the gym, and I'm like, there's, like, really so much space in here. Like, there's, like, not a lot of people. But I'm also used to, like, here, you know, like, where we actually do have quite a few people in every single gym and every single workout type of area because we kind of have to (laughs) you know we're kind of forced to but um so it was just kind of funny to me on how they reacted to it but like they were like oh my gosh it's all these new year's resolution people this is probably gonna last maybe a month i was like yeah if that think about it hardcore think about it if that like so it was just kind of funny yeah yeah new year everybody's packing new year new me like yeah Yeah. that's like my favorite quote we said that the other day too didn't we we did we did new year new year new me like okay i think 2020 kind of ruined that quote for a lot of people yeah uh, they either ruined it or enhanced uh, it to, like you're even more committed now to it. No. Yeah. I don't okay. know. It, it, My favorite commercial, too, is like the one with like the Match.com one, the, the TV commercial. Yeah. It's like the devil in 2020. Like he was on Match.com and like matched with 2020. So he like goes, he, he they meet up for the first time and he's like, 2020 and she's like call me 2020 and they're doing all these different things it's so funny because it's so true and like if you hardcore think about it like the devil and 2020 come on like the match.com did a great job with that i'm sorry i thought that was hilarious it was pretty accurate that was just hilarious but now they have like the new one where they're at uh it's now 2021 and now they're in like counseling together 2020 and the devil like they're in counseling it's so funny (laughs) it's it's just hilarious i love it i think it's awesome but um but anyways going back to new year's resolutions but like it's true like how many people actually like really hardcore continue to live by their new year's resolution like on yeah. average how do, yeah. what do you think 
I don't really have a statistic up. I'm just I'm just actually asking. Like, what do you think? I I don't know for sure. I, I think the percentage would have to be pretty low mm-hmm. for people. For me, at least, uh, I don't know that I've ever made New Year's resolution. I've made really? it like like some years. I would I would I would think about like New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. I would kind of make a resolution. You know, like you're going to talk about reading your Bible more, praying more, getting closer to the Lord. You know, all kind of spending more time with family. You know. You know, doing your goal-driven, doing your best at work. I don't know, all those cliches. Those are all cliches. But I don't think I've even wrote anything down, um, except maybe once. And I've never been really, I don't guess I've ever had anything to where I think I've got a bullet point to get better at. Mm -hmm. But I think there's a lot of things that I try to improve on daily all through the year yeah. so I don't, I don't really look at New Year's as a snapshot of you know wanting to do better I think it's just kind of a gradual process for everything for me yeah. and I might be in the minority well but like, I, I, don't know. I feel that like that's usually me too like I mean I'll start out kind of with somewhat of a resolution yeah. Yeah. Like, at least now like this year and for multiple years before this uh, my New Year's resolution is because I feel like everyone can always improve on this yeah. is to always grow in my faith and uh, yeah. to just be more positive. That's a daily thing. Then that's a da- that think. is a daily thing. I think if we put so, it just on a yearly thing, we kind of lose track of it. I think it's yeah. something you do daily. Yeah. So like it's it's like because obviously you can work out daily if you want to, but you also yeah. have to yeah. try and fit that into your schedule. You have to try and get that back into a rhythm. And so to me, certain resolutions you have to work up to, but if you can do it little at a time, or every single day, um, do something. Yeah. Little every yeah. single day because it's the little things that count. Whether it's okay, I pray every single night before I go to bed, or I pray every single morning yeah. whenever yeah. I get up, yeah. or I read my Bible every single day, or I listen to a podcast that has a really mm-hmm. great devotional. That's one of the main things that I do. Um, but uh, or if it's just like just kind of writing down your thoughts and saying that like because I've heard of, I've heard of this one too. It's almost like you're writing a letter to God, but it's not in a way. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of it, you say like um, or at the beginning, you say like dear God, you know. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's actually like really interesting like to do just like the little things. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, on TikTok, I actually found one for like growing in your faith, like. I forgot what the acronym was, but it was like, okay, so write down a scripture, like the actual like acronym thing, I don't remember, mm-hmm. I'd have to look it mm-hmm. up again, but I know for a fact it had like, um, your scripture, write what you do in a scripture, uh, write a certain scripture, what did that scripture mean, and yeah. then write a little yeah. tiny, like write a prayer. Mm-hmm. So, That's good. Uh, and I think that there was a little bit more with it, but those were like the three main ones that I yeah. know that easily anybody can do you know like just you can pick literally any verse in the bible whatever scripture you want to do like you can easily write that down what did it mean to you yeah Yeah. okay and then just say like a few words to god about it or just just talk to god just write it down and keep Mm -hmm. a keep a journal of it but that'll help you keep track of it because i'm one of those people that i like to keep track of certain things because i also have like so many daily reminders on my phone i'm one of those kinds of people so like easily keeping track of like that kind of stuff and you can do that with your workouts you can do that with your eating you can do that with anything but you also have to slowly work into that Mm -hmm. but i feel like with growing in your faith you can't i mean you don't don't go and read the whole entire bible in one day 
that that's not gonna make a difference. Trust me. Yeah. It's it's not if anything it might make you hate. It, it might burn you out yes. more and you can't do that. Yeah, yeah, no. So don't don't do that. Just yeah. take it a little bit at a time. And in all honesty, like that's how I kinda actually grew up anyways. I grew uh-huh. up in a church, I know you did too. So like we did I read the whole entire Bible like once, maybe twice, like or at least like one and a half. Yeah. You know, like but that's just because I kind of just wanted to. But I had years of, ever since I was little, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, that I've been wanting to, like, I've had little tiny scriptures. I've had little tiny Bible studies yeah, that have yeah, helped me yeah, along my yeah. way to understand. But, um, but yeah, no, like, on average with New Year's resolution, sorry, going back to my randomness instead of my rant about randomness. Um <laughs> So, going back to it, I would say on average, I think it's probably statistically about 30%. um, That 30% of people actually continue on with their New Year's resolution. Yeah, that's about Um, right. That's about right. I think that people get pretty far with their New Year's resolutions, but do they continue to actually do it? But at the same time, you got to be realistic with your Mm -hmm. goal. Yeah. You can always write down your goals. You can always do all those different things. Like, I encourage people to write down their goals and then look at them every single day. But be realistic with certain ones. You can be unrealistic with certain ones. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, you can be unrealistic with some of them. But have more realistic ones yeah. versus unrealistic, yeah. especially if you know that is unrealistic to you. Yeah, yeah. If you have not worked out in years or it's been a hot minute since you've worked out or something, then you can write down, I want to work out more. But think of it as, okay, this is kind of a want, not a need in my life. Mm-hmm. Just, like, it's, Think of it as that too. Like unrealistic, maybe not like the best word, but think about it as wants and needs in this type of situation. Okay, I need to grow more in my faith. I want to work out and eat better and do all those different mm-hmm. things, even though like some people, they might think of them as needs, but also think of it more as a want, you know, yep. or think yep. I need to be more financially stable. So you actually start keeping track of it or you start like little by little starting to find like, okay, I'm going to stop eating out quite as much just because that's going to save me more money. Okay. I don't need to go to Starbucks every single day to get my coffee. I can start making it at home Mm -hmm. or, um, those are things you can actually do. And that's a little bit more, yeah, realistic. So like, I feel, I don't know, like what would be like a realistic goal for you? If you could do one for 2021, what's a realistic goal? Oh goodness. Like I say, I've not really thought a lot about that because I've always been more of a Mm -hmm. process, type person to where you know okay there's a there's a bucket list of things that you're going to get better at but it's more of a of a all year type thing so i don't think i usually don't think of anything specific Mm -hmm. that you do but i think you could tie everything into um you could tie everything into your faith and i think i think one i'll tell you this i think one thing we all can do this year is and i and i've seen a lot of this on um just by interacting with people on whether it's social media or even in person or whatever, I think we all can have a little bit, and we can strive to do this more this mm-hmm. year, have a little bit more empathy for each person and try to put yourself in their shoes more often 
and I don't mean to say love more. I mean that that's good too. That's yeah. that, that's good. And that's but that's also kind of cliche-ish. And to say, well, just love more. There's not a lot of action behind that. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of a buzzword that sounds good, and it is good. But it's I don't know if it, I'll you know I don't know if you have any meaningful results that come out. I don't know how you can measure that. Mm-hmm. But um, I think just putting yourself in their shoes more, not assuming the worst in people. You don't know what they're going through. Yeah. You don't know what they're going through mentally, physically. I know this has been a kind of a strange time. So they might be in a totally different spot than me. And sometimes I, and I think a lot of us do, but I certainly do, is you kind of look at someone as if they're in the same position as you. So if they don't do something like you think they should do or say something like you think say something you think they should say, mm-hmm. then you you know, you kinda get I won't say offended, but you kinda think, okay, you it kinda rubs you the wrong way. And I think yeah. we all need to or they may not believe the same things you do or um, look at the world the way you do. So mm-hmm. um, I think we need to strive to really look mm-hmm. for the best mm-hmm. qualities in each person and not just the ones that we don't that we see that might be different. Mm-hmm. It might be kinda negative. Because I think I know none of us is perfect, so I think we all can kind of strive to um, try to just put ourselves in their shoes and and have a little bit more empathy for each other, and that I think will lead to more love. And I think we'll also reach more people for Christ that way by just kind of being there for them, being yeah. being being there, being being as someone that they can talk to, being someone that they can rely on and trust, and just kind of be you know kind of be strong for you know your your friends, your family, and, and people you come in contact with and just kind of being someone reliable they know they can go to and always be there for them and stuff. I think that brings more people to the Lord than just trying to, you know, go about it the back way, maybe a little bit more, yeah. not, not necessarily judgmental. Yeah, but, that, that you know, reminds me, uh, actually, one of a, one of a, wow, that was so grammatically incorrect. One of the spiritual exercises that I did for one of the classes that we had here, it's called Intro to Christian Living, and it was the no judgment uh, spiritual exercise. And surprisingly, I don't like to think of myself as a judgmental person. I really don't. Like, I try so hard not to be judgmental. But, you know, like, yeah. if you're just walking oh, in the yeah. grocery store yeah. and then all of a sudden you see somebody who probably should not be wearing a certain thing or shouldn't be saying a certain thing, you kinda, you're kind of, you're kind of like... Yep judging them in a way not meaning are, to you're but it just kind of like because it's a turn off yes so yeah. like this that exercise actually helped me a lot to realize how much i actually do it like just mentally like but at yeah. the same time like it's just like holy poop yeah we Why all did, do it yeah like nobody nobody's innocent to it but i would agree like it helps you realize and i think that that could be a realistic thing that people yeah. can do yeah and i think we're all kind of guilty of it so mm-hmm. it's something i sure need to, to get better at and um, just you know, trying to trying to have give everyone your time. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure they know you can tr- you know try to be trustworthy and show empathy and really give give someone you know you, you never know what someone might be going through. Yep. They may need to talk to talk to you about something, and you may not even realize it at the time. But if you're there and you're you show you're trustworthy and you show you can you can be reliable, you know they may open up to you and, mm-hmm. and you know you develop a new relationship, a new friendship, and you know by that avenue you lead more people to the Lord. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. So great New Year's resolutions. Uh, take our advice in saying more realistic ones yep. and having yep. a few unrealistic. Uh, and eventually those goals can become realistic yep. ones if you take yep. it little at a time. Um, but, yeah, so coming into this new year, just kind of have, like, a more positive outlook on everything. And we just yep. need to become more united. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. like we and just have your faith because that's yeah. all that we can do right right now and in this right. moment. Uh, we just need to all come together once again, and I think that we'll have uh, a fantastic year. I mean, we start we saw the star of Bethlehem this year. Yeah. Come on, like. Yeah, that star that's is something already, new. Yeah. That's already just a, a huge, huge sign and huge yeah. relief of something starting that is just going to bring so much positivity and just newness. It's, that it's signifying a whole new something beginning. new. 2,000 years ago, it signified the birth of something new, and yep. it, it can do the same thing for us if we accept it. Yep. So just continue to um, grow and just continue to be more positive and just yep. be less judgmental or yep. at least become more aware of how you can help somebody and be more beneficial to somebody versus you being turned off by them and not understanding what's going on in their life. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, yeah. Uh, if you guys have any New Year's resolutions by any means, let us know with our hashtag talking with friends and yep. we'll get to that next time because yep. it's always fun talking about New Year's resolutions. It is, it is. It Whether is they so happen or fun. not, it's fun talking about yeah. it. Yeah, and then, Maybe let us know, uh, is yep. that resolution still going on or yep. not? Because, I mean, hey, realistic, no judgment unrealistic. here. Because, yeah, trust me, we've all done it. We've yep. all done it. Yep. <laughs> you know? yep. Yep. We've all had a goal and then just never got back to it, you know? That's right. So, That's And there's right. nothing wrong with that. All right. Very good stuff, Morgan, for the new year. Very good uh, devotion. Very applicable. Uh, very relevant. Uh, oh, now. no, that wasn't actually supposed to be the devotional, but yeah. Oh, you're going into that? Okay. Take <laughs> well, out. Here, we'll piggyback off of it a little yep, bit more. Yep. So, uh, again, all devotionals come from podcast, Big Life Podcast uh, with Pamela Krim. Super amazing. If you have a chance to listen to it, go for it. I mean, you're already on podcast now, right? I mean, not everybody, but you know what I mean. Like, you're already listening on a podcast. Just go ahead. You just look her up. Uh, good times, good times, always fun. Um, but, like, a couple days ago, she had a podcast labeled... Um, oh, dang it, what was it? I literally just listened to it again today, and I'm drawing a blank. Wow, this is kind of sad. But, um, hang on. Do We Quit Here? That's what it was called. And this, going into, like, the whole, like, New Year's resolution. Obviously, New Year, we're starting at humble beginnings. We're wanting to bring back hope so you probably like a lot of people probably did have some sort of resolution to this year to this new year um just because of how last year went so now everybody's kind of like okay we want new hope we want new beginnings mm -hmm. right well you also have to think this is why i also brought up unrealistic goals is because do we quit here when are you going to quit and should you quit? You know, like like the whole workout thing. Okay, I'm going to work out. I'm going to get better. I'm going to be healthier. I'm going to live my best life, right? Well, how long does that actually last? Mm, not, usually not very long, you know? And that's not being judgmental. That's not being anything. They just usually really don't last that long. Um, and... She brought up the, this is a, I would hardcore believe, I agree with her, super amazing verse to start out every single year with, uh, Galatians 
Yes, very good verse. Oh, so, or Galatians six nine. Sorry, yeah, my yeah, bad. Galatians six nine. That's what I. Very think. good. I've heard it pronounced either either way. So, but however you pronounce it, it's on you. But you know what it is. Um, and it's, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So, what are the harvests? you are wanting to plant? What are you wanting to harvest? What are the goals you are wanting to harvest? Is it, okay, I want to be healthier? Is it, I want to grow more in my faith? Is it, I want to be kinder? Is it, I want to be more financially stable? Whatever it is, what are you going to harvest? Because whatever you are going to harvest, do not give up on it. Don't, don't just like, just think about that. If you were in the first week of your whole entire harvest or a resolution, if you want to reap the reward and reap the success of that harvest and taste the amazingness of that harvest, you can't give up on it. You can't quit here. Just imagine if you started it and you stuck by it every single day until the summer, where would you be at? Would you have that great summer bod with your healthiness and stuff? Would you just be able to be more financially stable to where you can travel more or you can just be able to provide so much more for your family or for yourself? Would you just be able to praise God every single day, which I hope that many of you do anyways, but if you don't, hey, that's on you, you know? But I mean, no judgment at all, because I understand. I understand it's hard sometimes, but we all have to choose what harvest we want to be successful in but we also have to sacrifice a different harvest that's kind of where it gets a little tough you have to pick and choose what you want to harvest new but you have to give up something and that's where we struggle as to when we're gonna quit if you want to be more financially stable don't go to Starbucks every single day. Don't buy a new pair of leggings that you really and truly badly want, but you really want to be more financially stable so you can do something better with that money. You got to give something in order to greet the reward of a new harvest. Is it, I want to be more motivated and wake up every single day, like on time, be just better? Well, you have to give up sleeping longer. And trust me, I, I know I struggle with that because I love my sleep. I love sleep. But at the same time, that means I have to give up staying up later, which I'm a night owl, so that's really hard for me, <laughs> you know? But, I mean, if that's something that I personally want to do, which is kind of something I want to do, it's not a goal by any means for me, at least right now, because I don't have school yet, but next week, it's starting next week, yeah, it'll be a goal. But, <laughs> you know, like, I'm going to want to sleep longer. I'm going to want to... Not, I'm going to want to stay up later, but I mean, average college kid usually does. It. We go through this cycle, you know, but um, so that's something that we need to sacrifice. That is a harvest that we've already planted. That has been a rhythm. It's been a routine of ours for so, so long that can easily make us quit on this new harvest that's actually going to be way more successful or it's going to have a way bigger reward in the end 
And when are you going to quit? Are you going to quit now because working out is way too hard? I'd rather just lay in bed and not do anything. Or are you going to be successful? I'm going to work out hard because I'm going to give up on this less motivation. I'm going to be way more motivated to work hard, to be working out, to eating healthy, eating right. I'm going to do this because it is such a way bigger and just it's so bittersweet. It's just an absolute amazing reward. And like for me personally, again, growing in my faith, I feel like I have already done that many times, but I can always improve on it. All of us can always improve on it. But in order for me to grow on my faith, I have to give up something in my past that made me struggle with my faith. I have to give up watching TV all day and I have to read at least a chapter in my Bible. Or I, instead of like, I don't even know exactly what I would give up for this, just being, I guess, more time management and actually instead of doing something completely different, write down a scripture or a prayer every single day. You know, like, it's the little things in life that you can easily give up in order to be successful in this new harvest. And that's why I also brought up unrealistic and realistic goals. You have to have a realistic goal for yourself because it's so, I know, I understand, it is so, so hard to give up and to sacrifice that one you're used to, one rhythmic, one routine driven thing or harvest that you have already created to make this brand new harvest. So what we have encouraged in it's, it's still a devotion for sure, but it's more of like almost like a motivation or encouragement as well, or that's how I took it, to just, one, believe in yourself, and two, you have to, in order for you to reap the successfulness, you must sacrifice something. But that's in everything you do. And depending on how much you want to sacrifice is how big the new reward is. So just continue to think about that, continue to reap in that, continue to just constantly have that in the back of your mind as you're going into this new year and your New Year's resolutions because I, everybody, I encourage everyone to always make a New Year's resolution. I really do. I think that they can be fun, but I also think that you need to be able to um, have some sort of successfulness to it and everybody's different with how they're going to be successful in it so in order to do that you have to make a goal that's realistic to you and you have to make a harvest that can be realistic but you can also sacrifice something else to make that harvest harvest happen so yeah that's it very good I love the way you tied that in too perfect perfect devotion perfect words for as we start a new year and I'm, I'm really glad you uh, you went ahead and did that I thought the the yeah, first sorry. one was, was part of the devotion, but I'm really, really glad you had that because uh, it, it was just really awesome. And I love the verse you use, Galatians 6, 9. It's one of my favorite verses because if you oh, notice it says, uh, do not be weary in doing good. So because sometimes, you know, we think we're, you know, it's a good, even though we're doing the right thing, sometimes it can be 
a little frustrating if things don't work out the way mm-hmm. we think it should at the time we think it should yep. because we're thinking okay god i've done all this i've done it forever now and nothing seems to be happening well it really doesn't matter what happens we should never get tired of doing the right thing yes. of doing good and and it says you'll reap a harvest in due time see we love for a harvest to be here on earth and, and god always takes care of us he supplies our needs and and oftentimes it will be here on earth but even if it's not, it'll be in heaven. Like at mm-hmm. some point, you're going to get your harvest. You're yes. not doing the doing what is good before God is never going to go unrewarded. Yep. Whether it's on earth or it's in eternity, it's always going to be rewarded. Yep. It's never going to be forgotten yeah. by God. So we don't ever have to get tired or be weary of doing of doing good and what we're supposed to do um, to, to get closer to God and what He wants us to do because He's always going to take care of us. So. Oh yeah. So. Nothing happens overnight. I'm sorry. Nothing is going to happen overnight. One of my favorite artist his name is Aaron Watson he tried so many years for so long to be successful as successful as he is now and um, one of my favorite songs by him it's called Fence Post and it's him kind of telling his journey as to his career in a way like he started at a young age obviously and um, one of the verses that he said or one of the verses in the song because this is actually true he became an overnight sensation in just over 10 years. Wow. Yeah. It's one of my favorite verses because yeah. it's so true. He, even though at the beginning of his journey, he wanted to quit, he wanted to give up, didn't want to do music anymore. And, I mean, you can also think Willie Nelson, too. Like, mm-hmm. How old was Willie Nelson when he finally yeah. made the big time, yeah. right? Yeah. So... But he never gave up on it. Like, he had a producer in Tennessee straight up tell him he just doesn't have what it takes to make it here. And after one of his gigs, after 10 years, after, like, he became, like, a sensation, finally hit the, kind of hit the big time, that same producer actually came back to him and was like, hey, you have what it takes. We want to do it. And he turned him down because he's like, no, all I need is... My face, my friends, and my family. That's all I need. I don't need anything else. And he's he's still, to this day, is his own producer. Him and wow. his band straight up produce on their own. They they don't have anybody with them. And Isn't that something? Wow. It's just absolutely amazing. So if that's not just like one kind of inspiring story, it is. then... I mean, stick with it. Yeah, yeah it you is. just you just have to stick with it, it because I mean, sure, b- being a big time musician. Okay, that's not everybody's goal. I get that, but yeah, I yeah. mean, it just shows that if you continue to work hard, you continue to not grow weary in doing something mm-hmm. that you are good at, and just something that is good for the community that you're in. You know, like it just shows that it, eventually the reward happens. Yeah, it yeah. eventually will happen, and like you said, it might not happen here on earth. Yeah. Some people are just lucky, and it does. You know, yeah. other times you have to wait until you're in heaven, and God will reward you. I promise you that. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. You will reap in the reward, and sometimes the reward is heaven. Yep. All right, good stuff. Sorry, continue. Our, our great, uh, pod, great podcast for the first uh, first one of the year for us. Uh, um, we will be back at you again next week. 
We will we'll be recapping uh, the NFL Super Wild Card games, previewing the divisional round, <laughs> talking about what happens between Alabama and Ohio State national championship game. Yeah. Also talking about what our women's basketball team has done, and our men's basketball team will play Wednesday night as well. Yep. Uh, don't forget tomorrow, one o'clock p.m. here, Bethel College tip off. Watch it on portal.stretchinternet.com slash friend. The link is on our website. We hope you'll tune in. Um, and Morgan, I think it's my turn to pray this it week. Is your turn to pray you, out. you you knew that. Yep. So I'm gonna take care of that. So I want to pray us out real quick. Lord, we're thankful for another new year, another opportunity to serve you. We're thankful for this university and for what we get to do. What we get to for what we get to do to serve you. Um, I'm very thankful for Morgan and, and what she does for us with me and um, for her grow, growth in you and just continue to use her bring her closer to you and help her to bring close people close to you as well. We ask that you keep a protective hand upon us and just allow us to continue to navigate and use discernment, give us wisdom for what you would have us to do here. And we're thankful for the mission that we have and just, just continue to use us um, to, for your mission, to, to spread your word and the people who need it. And keep a protective hand upon us always in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, that's going to do it for us. Again, tomorrow, 1 o'clock p.m. versus Bethel. Here, no. That's going to do it. We're thankful for, for everyone that tuned in. We will talk to you again next week. Same time, same, <laughs> same place. Next Friday, 1 o'clock. We hope you have a great weekend. Talk to you then.